Hi UCSC, it's Sharon, and today I have a very special episode for you. In honor of it being February, welcome to our very special Black History of Santa Cruz episode. Now, it's actually a lot harder to find the Black History of UCSC than I thought it would be, so if anyone needs an idea for a history thesis topic, do it. That would actually be the coolest thing ever. It would be a great way to educate people, and to just put it out there, it's people's jobs to educate themselves. Santa Cruz as a city only has around a 1.4% African American population, so it's not their job to educate you. But let's go over some of the highlights I found of the county, the city, and the University of Santa Cruz on its black history. Now, I think it's important to recognize that black people have been a part of American history since day one. In 1542, when the Spanish explorer Juan Rodriguez Cabrillo first sighted the coast of California, there were black crew members on his ship. During the gold rush in the mid-1800s, black people, both as slaves and as freemen, came over searching for gold. When California was admitted as a state in 1850, it was a free state, but for the first few years, the Fugitive Slave Law was enforced. Interesting enough, the 1850 U.S. Census revealed that apparently there were no African Americans living in the Santa Cruz County. The first black person to own land in Santa Cruz County was a man by the name of Dave Boffman, also known as Uncle Dave. He was a slave who earned his freedom in the mines and eventually owned farms in Rodeo Gulch and on Vine Hill. This was around 1852, which is also interesting because the California census of 1852 apparently reported that there were no black people in the Santa Cruz County again. But in 1860, Uncle Dave's land and possessions were cheated away from him by the sheriff of the time, John R. Porter. Don't worry, he's not who Porter College was named after, otherwise I'd say we have a huge problem. Sadly, but not surprisingly, Uncle Dave lost in court trying to reclaim his property because black people were not allowed to testify in court. The right to testimony was not given to African Americans in California until 1862. In 1869, the first black children, specifically those of George Chester and Robert Francis, began attending school in Santa Cruz. Then, in 1870, when the 15th Amendment was ratified, 100% of the black men living in Santa Cruz registered to vote. But in that same year, three black students were removed from Branceford School because California state legislator passed a bill banning black, Asian, and indigenous students from attending public school. But the trustees of Santa Cruz City Schools allowed the children to return to class in spite of the law. And the first African American to vote in Santa Cruz County was Benjamin Johnson, who, fun fact, voted in a school trustee election. By the 1880 census, there were reported to be 63 African Americans living in Santa Cruz County. The first African American to graduate from a regular high school in California was Joseph Smallwood Francis, who graduated from Santa Cruz High as salutatorian in 1880, and he later went on to go to Berkeley. Keep in mind, this was like 85 years before UCSC was even founded. Moving forward in time a bit, Ida B. Wells, famous for starting the NAACP and being an author, a lecturer, and a journalist, as well as an early leader for the civil rights movement, would often visit the city of Santa Cruz because she had family that lived there. 
Now, from 1916 to 1941, Santa Cruz actually started to turn around on its policies towards its African-American citizens. Many bigoted policies started to bar black people from hotels, jobs, inns, etc. Black tourists were made unwelcome. Even churches began to turn away black worshippers. Now, part of this could be because in 1915, the film A Birth of a Nation was released, which horrifyingly glorified the KKK. In 1924, a KKK cavern was even founded in the city of Santa Cruz and openly marched in a Miss Californian parade. The 1940 census revealed that there were only 18 African Americans living in Santa Cruz County. But in 1949, an NAACP chapter was founded in Santa Cruz, and the 1950 census revealed that there were 109 African Americans living in Santa Cruz. Then, by 1960, it was at 504 people, and by 1970, it hit 1,000. Now, obviously, this was a very general history, and there's a much more detailed history, and you can find parts of it online. The hard part of this podcast was finding history specifically involving UC Santa Cruz and its black history. Honestly, to find parts of UCSC's history, I had to go from specific things I already knew about to try to uncover more information. I'm not joking when I say someone should actually see if they can do a research project or a thesis or really anything on the black history of UCSC. I think it would be really dope, but also just really respectable to be able to have one resource to find all this information. Black history is already so hard to find. But from what I was able to uncover, I think one of the coolest pieces of black history in UCSC is the fact that Angela Davis worked here as a professor. For those of you who don't know who Angela Davis is, this woman is a badass. She was one of the biggest figures during the civil rights movement. She was a part of the Black Panthers Party and the U.S. Communist Party. She originally worked at UCLA as a philosophy professor, but was fired for being a part of the Communist Party in 1970. Technically, the court said it was illegal for her to be fired under those charges, so she was fired again for use of inflammatory language. Ronald Reagan vowed that Angela Davis would never work at another UC ever again. Despite this, she got hired at UCSC in 1984 and worked here until she retired in 2008. But if you still want a chance to hear from Dr. Angela Davis, she's actually going to be speaking at the annual Practical Activism Conference. It's on Saturday, February 27th over Zoom. And so, like, if you possibly want to go, you can register on practicalactivism.ucsc.edu. There'll also be workshops and spoken word done by Gina Loring. So if you're interested, definitely check that out. Anyway, continuing with history, now Oaks College's founding provost was actually Dr. Blake. Dr. Blake was UCSC's first African-American faculty on campus. Oaks College became dedicated to the study of ethnic studies and the study of minority groups in 1968 as a compromise after the Black Liberation Front demanded an all-black college at UCSC. Lastly, the AARCC, which is the African American Resource and Cultural Center, was founded in 1990 by UCSC alumni Sister Paula L. Powell. The AARCC provides many resources, support, and programs for African American students. It was actually the first ethnic resource center here at UCSC. Now, that's all I have of UCSC's black history, but by no means is this a comprehensive list, and if anyone has any information, we would love to hear from our listeners. I could definitely share it in a future podcast, because obviously, learning about black history should not be limited to one month out of the year. Okay, that's all for today. Be groovy out there, UCSC.